welcome to this edition of The Five Points, our partly political profundity podcast um, with John Guzon and Karen Weil. Hello, Karen. Hello there. How's it going? It's going fine with me. How's it going with you, Karen? Yeah. Um, living here in California, which sadly is besieged by wildfires and sauna-like weather, so good times, but... We press on through the best we can. At least as far as I know, you have no Trumps living in California. Uh, uh, no, Donald, Donald Trump is extraordinarily unpopular in the state. Maybe in the interior he's popular. He ain't popular anywhere else. So it's interesting. You know, the president's going to be doing rallies like every day of the week instead of actually doing his job of leading this country, which, you know, he has not done to begin with, as we all know. Um, but I, I have a funny feeling a lot of the California Republicans were up for election. Unless it's Kevin Nunez in his district, or maybe Kevin McCarthy, I don't think they're going to want him here. But well, well we'll find out about him <laughs> doing his job, whether he's going to be able to continue doing it. There's been a lot of talk of impeachment lately, and so our five points today mm. is going to be a five points on impeachment, um, what it means, um, what's been going on around it, uh, what it specifically means to Donald Trump. Um, our five points are, number one, is that impeachment just actually starts a trial. He has to be convicted to be removed, or anyone does, um, who's being right. impeached. Um, number two is the U.S., um, is the actually the nation who brought impeachment back from the dead where it had been started um, in what ended up becoming the UK or in Britain. Um, it hasn't ever successfully been used against a president, though, in the United States. That's number two. Number three, uh, the removal of a nation's president has happened in the world recently. We'll, we will kind of um, visit the uh, South Korean and Brazilian um, of successful impeachments and removals. Number four, um, that the fact that there actually have also uh, already been um, articles of impeachment introduced to the U.S. House. Um, this is actually in November. We'll talk about that. And lastly, our fifth point, the ratings would be huge. Uh, talking about how um, Trump seems uh, more intent on having huge ratings, even if it means his impeachment trial. And also what that um, what we can you know kind of take from the last uh, televised impeachment proceedings, which is Bill Clinton in 1998. Um, let's let's jump right in um, with number one. Um, impeachment just starts the trial. Um, subject must then be convicted, um, and 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 he can still be convicted um, and not be removed. Um, but there's a whole um, you know set of, of 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 circumstances that have to go on before the trial even starts. Um, uh, the House manager, the impeachment proceedings um, are started by any member of the House of Representatives um, a, a, by presenting a list of the charges under oath or by asking for a referral to an appropriate committee. It goes into committee. Um, it goes from there. Uh, the House Committee on Rules, probably. Um, House votes impeach managers, um, then they're called House managers, um, selected to present the case to the Senate. Um, the, the trial then would actually take place in the Senate. Um, and then it's a supermajority of uh, two-thirds in order to convict. Um, a lot of hoops to jump through. Yes, Do you, there, th there are. Um, it's why, you know, whenever somebody casually, and of course with Trump now, that's another matter. But I, I remember when George W. Bush came into office, and, and of course, First term, we all know what happened with that. Then second term, and then in 2006, you know, the Democrats retook Congress, and given the Bush administration was already in so much trouble, 
because of the Iraq war and, and other ethical issues, uh, there was talk if the Democrats regained control of the House and Senate that they could impeach and remove Bush. Of course, we know Nancy Pelosi. And I honestly think this was a wise decision on her part. And I'm not the biggest fan of Nancy Pelosi, to be honest. Um, said, you know, impeachment's off the table. And I remember having arguments with people saying it would be extraordinarily difficult to prove that the Bush administration knowingly and deliberately, you know, took us into Iraq with the knowledge that, and, that Saddam and, Hussein didn't have WMD. Right, right, and right, right. And this again, is specifically over lying to the know, country over the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, right? Specifically. Right. And okay. I just, I said, look, I have no love for Bush or sympathy for him, but again, this is just, this is, be extraordinarily hard to prove, and it would start a political firestorm that, you know, we've already seen the last few years be a disaster for this country for a lot of reasons. I just don't think we need it. Uh, again, there's some personal rambling on this. It's not that I felt like Bush had not horribly, horribly bungled that, because he did. Uh, and, you know, I, I just, impeachment is a political solution, but... There needs to be, as far as I'm concerned, an ironclad case that someone has indeed done the thing he or she is accused of. Right. Before, you know, Congress takes that action. Because I always tell people, your, your greatest political solution is the ballot box. You don't like a politician, by all means, show up in November and vote him or her out. That's what you do. And of course, as we know, not enough Americans do that, although I have a feeling Trump has now, you know, made people realize they can no longer be that apathetic about how their government is run. Um, so you know, the weight of it and the serious of it, seriousness of it, excuse me, um, well, they speak for themselves. Right. And, and, and so I, I just, that's why I was here about impeaching this person or that person. Now, again, Trump is an exception because he's so knee deep. Uh, in bad acts, and some of them extraordinarily illegal, that I think impeachment is understandable in his case. Yeah, and but, you know, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, and we, and you know, as we go through our five points and we talk about that there's already been articles introduced, we can go through that even though this yeah. was done in November 2017, there are still aspects of that initial. Um, uh, introduction of articles of impeachment that that still stand today and you know we we can get to that but i think it's real important to kind of point out that you just need a simple majority in the house in order to start the impeachment proceedings which means start the trial in the senate so then the senate has to go through that um it's 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 overseen by the chief justice of the supreme court when it when it when it co concerns impeachment of the president of the united states so then you'd bring john roberts down and then you'd have the House managers, which would be basically, you know, run the prosecution is, is how it works. So you'd find um, members of the House um, who would who would then have to push forward why he needs to be removed or censured or whatever kind of penalty that they decide um, at, at the end to enact. Um so, you know, it's a very interesting, you know, I, I think process to go through. Um, and, and, and it's, I know for us, we've, we've been through it. You know, we saw, you know, thankfully we weren't around for Andrew Johnson's impeachment trial. But <laughs> we were pretty old. <laughs> but, but we were around for Bill Clinton's and for, you know, a lot we of the were. millennials and some other folks who, you know, I mean, 
no one that was around for Bill Clinton was around also for Andrew Johnson. I mean, I you know I was you know, uh, you, know no. you know saying that in jest, <laughs> but there hadn't been an impeachment proceeding, you know, for for all that time. And if we think about it now, it's it's nearly you know you know twenty to thirty years. Every 20, 30 years since the, you know, the late 1960s is where it started. Now we've had presidents that are are either went through impeachment proceedings or um, were threatened by them. Um, you know, Nixon w- would have went through impeachment proceedings if he didn't resign when he did in 74. Um, and, uh, it, you know, and then we had, you know, 24 years later, Clinton was impeached. Um, and now we're looking like 20 years after that, you know, Trump is in, in, in danger of the same thing, um, you know, in, in realistic terms, whether, you know, we were talking about what happened in in, uh, uh, in, in 2006 with George W. Bush, but that was more talk. It never was really close, yeah. close to possibility like it seems to be now um, than was actually happened in 98 and, and probably would have happened in 74. Um, you know, but right. it's but it's but it's a. Uh, you know, I just thought it was important to kind of keep it as one of the five points because I think a lot of people don't understand it. When you see it on bumper stickers and you hear people talking about impeachment, they think that's the end of it, and it's really not. Um, and and you know, again, it, it's it you know politics one on one for you know for, for for us, but maybe not so much so for for uh, for for millennials or other folks who just hadn't keeping their ear to the rail. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. I. I think just in terms of how this country handles impeachment, to me, and, and this, you know, I'm not sure how well how I'll articulate this. I think sort of the past examples of history, and I guess with Johnson, obviously he was so appalling that the Congress at that time felt it had no choice. That you know. I'm not sure, and again, you're talking to somebody who had very little sympathy for Bill Clinton 20 years ago. Right. Um, even though I didn't like what was happening to him, like many people, I was angry at him for lying to us. And, you know, look, the Republicans have been after him for several years. They finally got him because, well, he couldn't keep it in his pants and then lied about it, which, again, stupid decision on his part not to be honest with the American people from the get-go. But, you know, that that kind of, that whole ordeal, and that's what it was, just was so poorly handled on the Republicans' part. And I think to some degree, and I, I, you know, I know I don't want to go off too much into the weeds here on this, but I think just to some degree, and, you know, no Republican will ever admit this, but you almost felt like they just were mad at him because he dared to win a second time in office. And make no mistake, the GOP has often made it clear that it alone should be running this country which is utter horseshit. You know what? I don't want one party in charge of everything. I don't want the Democrats in charge of everything either. That's why you have another political party, or more preferably others, to keep the party in charge, honest and responsible. So, you know, you you had the feeling 20 years ago that was motivating them to some degree. Yes, Bill Clinton lied. He committed perjury. He had to be held accountable for that. Um... And I guess that goes back to my original argument, and it's going to apply with Trump, too, who's just a, a monstrous individual to begin with and has no business in this office, period, end of story, end of sentence. I think most people would take any other Republican but him right now if they couldn't have Hillary Clinton, and that includes a lot of Democrats I've talked to. But it, it has to be just an ironclad case to the point of where Trump is forced to admit it, which, you know, he won't. 
But you know, if he doesn't, he's going to look even more ridiculous than he already does now. And I think, I, mean, I was at a seminar on, on Saturday, and, uh, you know, and I'm going to be writing about that for Modern Times, shameless plug yeah, for anybody yeah, who's yeah, interested yeah. in reading it. Uh, three political scientists, some of them had some very interesting thoughts on the matter regarding Trump and Russia. Um, and one of them who was sympathetic towards the idea, we have to understand where Russia's coming from. It wasn't just, Russia's bad! Ah! Although the hacking matter, that is bad. But they just said, it, this is like the United States, it's an extraordinarily complicated and complex country. Um, but he just, he did praise Mueller. He said he has done just a top-notch job in handling this case so far. Uh, and, and I mean, obviously, I think that's what makes the chances of impeachment of Trump stronger. Now, okay, and, you know, I don't want to get, I don't, John, forgive me, you know, I tend to get too far ahead of myself. Oh, yeah, that's what we love you. Yeah, so sorry, listeners, and sorry, John, but, uh, you know, it's obviously going to hinge on whether the Democrats win the House, and if they win the House, I'd say impeachment odds are pretty good. Now, the Senate is another matter, and even if they do win the Senate, they're not going to have 67 votes to remove him, and that's the key number. It's why Bill Clinton wasn't removed when he... Well, 19 years ago, it was February 12, 1999, he was acquitted. But you didn't have 67 senators to do it. Um, so there's an extraordinarily high bar here. Yeah. And as execrable as Trump is, as awful as he is, as we all wish he was gone today, you know, that I, I think we're glad that we have those rules in place, as archaic maybe sometimes as they may seem. Yeah, and it so, all... And, and, you know, it, impeachment is a long process. It just doesn't happen overnight either. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there's certain good things about it. I mean, you know, it's 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 it tests the limits, like as we had talked about it, tests the limits of our of our constitutional system. You know, and sometimes it might be nice if we had a parliamentary system. We could have called for new elections a year ago, um, and then you see whether he can run the party. Um, but you know, good and bad. Um, anyway, let's 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 move on to number two. Um, the U.S. brought impeachment back from the dead, but it's not. Um, you been used successfully against a, a U.S. president yet? Um, mm-hmm. You know the interesting thing I think was that um, uh, in the 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 House's history of impeachment, and if you look at p- impeachment across um, the world, um, it comes from um, the process first used by the English Good Parliament um, in 1376. <laughs> Um, and it kind of fell out of favor until, um, you know, even the king at the time couldn't be impeached, um, is what they were talking about. And so that was one of the reasons why our founding fathers put impeachment into the United States constitution was that you had to be able to, to, to get rid of your, your, the leader of your country. Again, we didn't want to have a king, so we made it very clear, um, that it should happen. So they put it in right. there. Um, then there was a lot of discussion on, on, on really what that meant. And some people said, well, you had to be, you know, you know convicted of a crime. Uh, it could just be that you can't do your job very well. So that's when they came up with the high crimes and misdemeanors as a, as a, uh, a, a, a compromise um, to those who really wanted to have a, a huge bar and, and those who wanted it just to make it, um, you know, just because they were, incapable of performing their job properly um so you know a lot of things that were there it's it's finds that it's 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 very interesting but then um there's only there hasn't been there's been like we had mentioned already two presidents 
actually have gone through impeachment and then gone through the trial, Johnson and Clinton, um, you know, a few more that were threatened. Um, But just a bunch of judges. Um, There was an associate justice, uh, Samuel Chase, who was acquitted. Um, uh, uh, You know, we're talking 1804. Um, The first guy was 1798, not very, you know, uh, less than 10 years after the, uh, or about 10 years after after the Constitution. Uh, And then just judges um, until Johnson. Um, There was a Secretary of War um, in 1876, William Belknap. Um, he was acquitted. Um, right. Um, and then, and then it's 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 judges other than that um, that really have been removed under impeachment in the federal yeah. government. Um, yeah, there was from my home state of Nevada, Harry Claiborne, who was quite a character, and he was removed. Um, there was Alcee Hastings from the Southern District of Florida. Uh, he was removed, uh, and one from Mississippi. Chief Judge of the Southern District, Walter Nixon. So, you know, the Senate has in, mo- in the modern era, including one as recently as 2010, uh, Mr. Thomas Porteous, excuse me, I think that's how you pronounce it, from Eastern District of Louisiana. Um, it seems like, to me, yeah, and again, I'm not, these men all had messed up records and, and you know, were convicted and removed. So, yeah, there were strong cases against them. But obviously, I think we tend to just politically in the optics of it, Americans tend to be more relaxed when it comes to removing judges. Uh, it just Obviously, because this person is not the president of the U.S. It's, it, it is a judge. I'm not minim, you know, minimizing the importance that person has in their particular uh, law, legal district. But it's just interesting there have been far more judges. Obviously, again, as I keep saying, Removal of a president is a pretty massive thing. But, yeah. you know, you kind of looking at through a list I'm seeing of judges who are removed, it, it sort of blows your mind, my goodness. It's more than a few of them, it's Yeah, and, you know, I think it's interesting that it's only in the federal government, it's only been used 19 times in 200 years. Right. But six... No, it's not that many, but certainly more than presidents. Um, you have more examples of state officials. Of course, we know one more infamously, the governor of Illinois, the former one, Rob Ogoyevich. Uh, who was also uh, kind of a loud mouth, and yeah, well, you know, uh, in the federal Jim government, though, only in 2009 from Illinois. So, and then recently, the governor of the Northern Mariana Islands, Benito Pitiao. Excuse me for butchering that name. I, and I, frankly, I don't recall hearing any or seeing any publicity or press about that one. Bulgoy, which of course especially because he was from Illinois, as, you know, state Obama was living in, and when he got elected president, and he wanted to take over a Senate seat. Of course, that one President Obama was vacating. Uh, this was also known for his hair and just uh, especially ridiculous comments. Uh, but clearly there was a, a pretty solid case against him. So he's out, you know, he's out of office. He uh, went to prison. Of course, the last time I checked, his wife was asking Donald Trump for a pardon. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was interesting. And when, when we look at what's happened in our federal government, there's been like 19 since um, uh, since the Constitution um, was, was mm-hmm. set in 1789. Um, 11 of those are since 1900, and six of them are since 1986. So, you know, it yeah. has been increasing. It has been something that I think it's been a part of the, you know, you look at there's, there's times um, it was early on, there was a few, um, because it was like something new. And then it seemed like to be that there really wasn't anything. And then there was a few right around the Civil War period. 
Um, you had West Edge Humphreys um, and Andrew Johnson during the Civil War period. Um, uh, yeah. uh, you had a, a Mark DeLahey, um who resigned prior to trial. Um, there was one after that, Belknap, that we talked about. And then there wasn't one for 25 years. And then, you know, a few, um, you know, m- you know that seemed to just to be scattered. But then you get into the 80s. Uh, there's three in the 80s. Um, you know, you know, Clinton once in the 90s. And, you know, it just seems like it's 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 a little bit more, um, you know, indicative of our times. Um, it just becomes an element that maybe people want to use. Um, and then close to home, like we had talked about, you had talked about, uh, you know, Blagojevich, Evan Meekum was removed also in Arizona, um, basically yeah. for being um, just incompetent and, and, and making Arizona look horrible. Um, you know, besides the fact that he just couldn't do things. I mean, obviously the, you know, the old Piccaninny's comments and some other things didn't, didn't, you know, uh, losing the Super Bowl because of that and MLK day, it all didn't, oh, right. do, you he know, was he a didn't... horrible. He just made horrible comments that bordered on racism. Another funny thing I want to point out, which I'm sure, you know, as a native Arizona, and it was a gay Republican businessman <laughs> named Ed Buck. As I recall, that uh-huh. was his name who led the charge of, you know, the public right. campaign to get, I'm impeached. To me, there was a grand irony in all of that. Um, but I, you know, and I think if I, to me, I feel obviously because we have a nonstop news media today, for you know, better and worse, there just people know more about these types of cases, and and therefore that may very well, uh, you know, call for, you know that may encourage greater support of impeachment of either a president or of federal officials or state officials. People are just more informed. Maybe not as many all the time as we should have, but they're more informed when someone like this gets into trouble because they, you know, for breaking the law. And and I think that feeds into it to some degree. Obviously, if people are calling their state offices, they're calling their Congress, uh, you know, that may also encourage politicians to say, yes, this is the right thing to do. Now, again, I should say that should be based on it being a legitimate case and there being strong evidence that this person indeed committed this particular crime. But I, I just think there's a mix here. It's both, you know, a rule, the rule of law, it's media attention, and just how, how responsive are the public. Um, you know, I have to say, I think 20 years ago with the impeachment of Clinton, one thing I was struck by is that you saw poll after poll. Most Americans didn't approve of this. And yet, I don't recall, John, and I don't, maybe you do, any mass protest on his behalf or any kind of real effort on the part of the American public, whereas I think now with Trump, there's definitely a movement to hold Trump accountable, for sure. We're seeing it in front of the White House every day. Yeah, I think, yeah, but it was uh, also fairly clear, I think, at that time, and I'll throw in, you know, my, you know, my two cents on it. It seemed pretty clear that he wasn't actually going to get removed from office because, you know, Democrats still had enough of votes in the Senate to to stop it, and everybody knew what the evidence was. It was all personal related, and as much as you, you know, you know, don't particularly enjoy it, um, because I don't like you know when someone um, you know has sex behind his wife's back, but it wasn't it, wa- it wasn't a situation. Adultery's wrong, but look at what we have in the White House now. So right, I mean, it, anybody who's going to follow Clinton again, I'll say it a million times until the day I expire. Clinton is an altar boy compared to Donald Trump. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, you know, and the last thing, I, you know, I want to make sure that we don't, um, you know, leave off the hook Jack C. Walton because he was the only other governor. We mentioned Evan Meekum and Rod Bogoyevich, 
Um, the only right. other governor actually removed from uh, impeached and removed from office was Jack C. Walton, a, a governor of Oklahoma in, in, in November of 1923. Um, but those are the yeah. three governors yeah. that have been removed. We've never removed a president in this country. Only three governors in 200 years, although, you know, not every state was a state 200 years ago. But I just think it's important to note um, how, how kind of rare it is for a chief executive in the United States to actually be removed from office. Um, it doesn't happen all the time. Usually they'll resign. No. There's been a lot more resignations where people have, uh, I guess, maybe the moral embarrassment to just say, I'm done. Uh, and you really have to, like guys like Mika and Bogoyevich, uh, I don't know anything about Walton, but I would assume, uh, and Trump, um, they won't go away unless you make them go away. They can't be shamed into leaving. That's um, true. That's true. And that's, that's what makes the situation right now so I mean, even Nixon, and disconcerting. <laughs> even you know, Nixon got shamed into leaving. <laughs> Pardon? You, you, I said we could even if even Nixon was shamed into leaving. <laughs> Richard Nixon, as as you know, Richard Nixon was an extraordinarily complicated person, as we well know. He was a brilliant man, but he had a twisted sense of paranoia, obviously. Uh, and the booze didn't help either. He could do what he did, or allow a, a break in into the Watergate hotel, but. There was no arguing with it of, of his role in the Watergate break-in. It was just time for him to go. The difference between Nixon and Trump is Nixon still had enough respect for the office, and as awful as he could be, respect for this country to leave. He didn't wish to cause any more emotional turmoil. Donald Trump doesn't care. He simply does not give a damn. He hates, I, you know, he doesn't, I, you know, I think he basically hates a lot of Americans in general. And, um, well, you know, they'll know, turn that back have around. He's going to be driven out. And, it, and this is going to get, I, I, I know we're not talking about him all of this. I just, I, I've been warning friends who are just, are really on edge about all this, including people I thought never would be. But I had a friend text me yesterday asking if I thought we were headed towards civil war, if Trump isn't out of office soon. I mean, it was hard. I, you know, it was, I couldn't answer it. But yeah. I, I just, you know, it has to be that somebody understands the kind of emotional and, and political turmoil he is causing and that he cares enough to say, I'm done. And I, Trump does, Trump has no soul and no conscience. So I, I you know, but you know, that if the Democrats take Congress and they can impeach him, I think he's going to be so damaged by then he may just decide to either leave or just not run in 2020. Either way, we're going to get a huge break. All right. So um, we mentioned that there's never been a president actually been removed. Um, There's been three governors in the United States, but it has happened in the world. Um, And and even recently. Um, um, So we had, um, let's see, I had a list up here and I don't know what I've done with it. Um, But we know that, um, let's see, we had in... Brazil, um, mm-hmm. and, and in South Korea. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, destroy her name here, but I guess it's back so the Brazilian, Yeah. Well, the South Korean is Park Win-hee. Park Win-hee. Thank you. Yes. And the uh, Brazilian president was Dilma Rousseff. That started, that was in 2016. And I believe Park Win-hee was just last year. Um, and ironically enough, I mean, well, it's not really irony. Both are women, uh, you know, that sort of, and I, some would argue the Brazilian impeachment was extraordinarily shady. Brazil, like the United States, has a very strong right-wing movement that never cared much for Rousseff. 
and really turned on her. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, what I know about that, I, I wouldn't be able to give a, a firm opinion if I feel it was fair or not. But I, I think with the South Korean president, it absolutely was necessary. She had been, you know, proven to have committed more than a few corrupt acts. And you can't blame the South Korean people for just saying, yeah, we're, you know, this is enough, we're done with this. And I'll tell you what, you saw pictures of just monstrous crowds. I don't mean that in a bad way, but just massive crowds out there calling for this woman to be removed. Um, which just goes to show, and I remind people, you know, when you speak out and you show up, it matters. Um, I, I think in this case in Brazil, it, while there, there was, I think, among the conservative uh, crowd, there was certainly, you know, support of it. I'm not sure that a lot of other Brazilians were all that strongly opinionated from everything I've read. But nevertheless, I mean, there were enough charges against her that the uh, that the Senate felt it could do that. Now, she wasn't, for instance, the first Brazilian president to get in trouble. There was Fernando Color de Mello right. in 1992. He was had an impeachment proceedings against him uh, for mismanagement, and he just, he quit. Um, he, you know, he and the Senate barred him from holding any other office uh, because of bribery, evidence of bribery and misappropriation. And of course, Brazil has certainly had a term, you know, a, uh, a, you know, political history with a lot of turmoil. Um, I think South Korea less so, but, you know, as you know, we know there have been, there have been attempts in Austria. There, you know, the, I mean, I'm looking at a list here of, other countries where they have uh, tried to attempt her to the laws about them. And, but it's still, I think it's something that, especially if a country is stable politically and economically, you know, it's just, it, it's a rare, like our country, it's a very rare thing to happen. I, I should take back, there was not any case of impeachment in, in Austria. My, my apologies on that. So, you know, we, we, we talked about, um, uh, uh, Park Win Hee, right, and Dilma mm-hmm. Vanna Rousseff, Rousseff, yes. um, but also um, a name that uh, maybe we, uh, 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 you know, are 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 familiar with, Viktor Yanukovych from the uh, Ukraine. Yes. <laughs> um, and he was impeached in 2014, um, yeah. and and I think that name um, should be familiar, um, because. He worked for, uh, Paul Manafort worked for Yanukovych, isn't that right? That is correct, and we all know uh, what's going on with Manafort right now. Uh, he's, he's on trial and may be going to prison. Um, so, yeah, you know, Ukraine is, in the last 10 years, of course, has had a tremendous amount of political turmoil. Uh, never, you know, never mind what's going on with the annexation of Crimea right now uh, by the Russian Federation. Um, but, you know... It seems like every year there's some political uproar there with a lot of protests, uh, and Yanukovych being the most recent example. And in the case of him, you know, it led to when there were protests to remove him, it led to deadly armed you know, forces being used against protesters. Uh, and it does make one nervous about in our country, because I, I will say this, I don't think Donald Trump would hesitate to use uh, uh, military force against American protesters if he felt that was going to save him. Um, you know, I, I think other American presidents would not do that. But then again, they respect our laws in this country. Um, yeah, but, but so, you know, I, 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 I think 
you know, it's, it's it's that whole you know um, uh, you know playoff between what happened in the Ukraine. Um, it, it seems like it's so still tied to what's going on, and and they and the whole battle in the Crimea and what the uh, Russians are doing. You know, there's this. Oh, it's almost sure. like this six degrees of separation between Ukraine. Um, you know, if you know, for those who don't remember, um, it was uh, Victor Yushchenko. Um, you know, the guy that was poisoned and, and ended yes. up looking like the Elephant Man almost there for a while um, because yes, he was poisoned he by the. Yeah, his face. I mean, that was. I remember that when that was happening. It was absolutely horrifying. I, you know, and then frankly, and I think that's you know that was the I believe. Two thousand five, I might be wrong on that year. Um, and it's when people, although I think the international community really started looking at Vladimir Putin as maybe not public enemy number one, but clearly his record was starting to amass, you know, dead bodies and other. And then there was the poisoning of the Russian agent in the United Kingdom in the mid two thousands. So. You know, I, but I think you also have in Ukraine that for society, you do have a very awoke and politically active and aware public. And I think that's part of the reason there has been so much pushback to what, you know, either the Russians have been doing or, or Ukrainian leaders have been doing. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, I think, a lesson for this country in, in many ways. So, you know, what ended up happening with Yanukovych, um, again, Paul Manafort's benefactor, um, which is some of this stuff that's going on, um, he is currently in exile in Russia and wanted, for, uh, wanted by Ukraine for high treason. Um, there might be ending up, I mean, you know, this is, you know, semi-tongue-in-cheek, but it's not hard to see, at least from, from some conspiracy theorists, maybe that that might be the same um, ending for our current president of the United States. He might end up being in exile in Russia and wanted by the United States for high treason. Um, just a joke. I mean, uh, but at well, the same time, you know, you there what, is John, that... In all seriousness, that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and I would not say that about anyone else in that office. Um, so, so, yeah, so so we had Park Wen-hee, we had Ivan Va- Rusov, um, then Viktor Yanukovych, um, you know, and then we have, you know, you know, so South Korea, Brazil, Ukraine. South Korea is the only place that's actually done it twice, I think. Um, they had uh, unsuccessful yes. in 2004 with Ro Mu Hyun, uh, you know, something close. Um, then you have Paraguay, Lithuania, Indonesia, Peru, uh, and the Philippines. These are all since November of 2000. Um, right. it's just become a little bit more, you know, and then, you know, around the Bill Clinton time, it became, you know, uh, uh, you know, popular everywhere else in the world. It seemed like it exploded after exploded before 92. Um, yet another one in Brazil, um, Fernando Color de Mello that we mentioned, um, uh, in Venezuela, um, uh, Boris Yeltsin was, was, uh, um, uh, impeached. Um, and, and, and he just ended up ordering the dissolution of the Supreme Soviet. They just kind of do that, I guess, in uh, Eastern Europe. Um, but it, it's been something that's been around. It's just been going on. Um, never happened here, but it's obviously can happen. It's not like it's an unseen thing that can't occur. You get enough public pressure, enough um, wrong behavior by a chief executive, and that's the, the, the nature of a democratic society. I, you know, and I, I think that that's 
you know, the important thing to note here. And some of it is if you really want to be an American patriot, maybe you resign instead of putting your country through it. Well, that, that's, you know, yeah, I wish we had that in the Oval Office right now. We don't. And so, um, well, let's move it's, on. Um, it's, yeah, it's extraordinarily disturbing. All of it. Let's Go move on, on to um, five, uh, a fourth of our five points here um, that are actually articles of impeachment have been introduced into the U.S. House already. This was done yes, in November of 2017. <clears throat> and let me just kind of give a rundown of actually what what it says. Um, and it is, um, let's see, uh, Article 2, Section 4. Um was 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 drafted for this reason is what rep al green told abc news in 2017 um and the five articles um obstruction of justice regarding the rusta the russia investigation and the firing of james comey valid or not still valid i i mean look donald trump himself here's here's what i tell some of his bigger bigger defenders donald trump himself has talked about doing these things he basically said he fired comey because of the Russia investigation, for starters, uh, he constantly writes stuff on Twitter that makes him look even more guilty. I, I will say that, that, that the House Democrats that introduced these, you know, <clears throat> these articles of impeachment have a much stronger case than people who introduced them against George W. Bush. There actually was an impeachment uh, movement, a small one against him in Congress in November of 2007. Didn't go anywhere, obviously. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, these, uh, Trump has just, he always makes it worse for himself. And, um, I, I, you know, will these be, will this end up actually be the, be the article if they impeach him on? I, I don't know. Or, but, you know, they have, certainly have a stronger case than, than others have in the past, in my opinion. So we had um, um, the, the, the first, the first uh, article was for obstruction of justice. The second was for foreign emoluments. The third was for domestic emoluments. The fourth was undermining the independence of the federal judiciary and the rule of law. And the fifth was for undermining freedom of the press. Um, It seems like those haven't changed. They've never been settled either. So, um, you know, it's not just people complaining. It's that he's been saying, you know, there is a case being made that these things are in violation of his uh, role as president, his uh, oath that he took of office, um, and so that they're still there. They seem to still be there. Um, as we know, um, it was uh, Representative Green, um, Representative Steve Cohen, Luis Gutierrez, Marsha Fudge, John Yarmouth, and Adriano Espaya, I'm guessing on that, um, mm-hmm. They were the ones that introduced it um, against the wishes of Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer at the time. And we know why they're doing that. And that's because. Well, I think if you're asking me, obviously, they're just I think and Pelosi tends to be as it's one of the problems I have with her. She's an effective. She's very effective behind the scenes. But as as sort of the, the voice of the Democratic Party, she's. You know, always comes off as sounding a bit weak and 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 a little bit hesitant. I, I think they're just concerned about these kind of purple or red state con- congressional districts where their candidates really have strong chances. 
But if they push the idea of impeachment too much, it's going to turn off. I don't think it'll turn off Democratic voters, but it will turn off that percentage of independents that they're going to need to win. Um, so to me, you know, in my mind, that's the reason they're hesitant about that. I, I think just. And again, I understand the Democrats and their attitude is we just want to make sure that, again, there's such there's such strong evidence against Trump that he can't back out of it. Um, I mean, that's the main that's the only reason I can think of why they're not in favor of this right now. In fact, I mean, they don't have the numbers in Congress to vote for impeachment uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, you which, see, uh, and that's where I fall on this one. This. Yeah, that's where I fall on this one. Exactly where they are. That last point you made is that, you know, it. She's a realistic politician, and 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 she yeah, knows. She is realistic. I'll you know, that. she knows. You know, us doing this does nothing. It just makes us seem like you know we're, uh, you know, the boy who cried wolf. And 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 politically, you can't do that too many times before people don't take your position. Um, um, uh, you know, with any kind of, uh, you know. Tr- feelings that it's necessary eventually you start saying it over and over again and nothing gets done and it's just like yada 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 you know <laughs> i hate to use a seinfeld ism right. but um it's it's one of those things it, you know why even go there until you can actually do it and you know um you know i understand that um you know and and i don't think any of us would say that that she hasn't been critical um, and 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 Democratic leadership in the House hasn't been critical of Trump. It's just that they realize we can't go there. Do you agree with that? That their their you know their attacks are still um, valid. It's just that they're not they're realizing that they can't go to, to the impeachment level yet, and that's why we shouldn't be doing this. But at the same yeah, time, I mean, I, I mean, I agree we, with we, that. you know, with I the last point I want to make before ahead. before you answer is, but at the same time. While Pelosi, Hoyer, and all the rest of those leaderships leaders say, "Well, it's not the time to do it," do you think that they still encourage certain representatives to do it, and so that they could say, "Well, we're not supporting this right now because they know that they can't, and they know that it's not pr- pr- practical, but they wanted to do it just so somebody does." I mean, do you think that that's? I mean, that's really a a a, a fine uh, higher level of the political game is, is supporting something and then not saying that you're supporting it because politically it's better if you don't. I just, I think in the case, I think to me, just the democratic party, you know, that, that mean, certain polls show that a sizable or a slim, I should say, majority support impeaching Trump, or at least that their need, their need, they certainly support the Mueller investigation and, you know, if it turns out that, he, that he's guilty of these things, that he should be removed from office. Um, but I just, I don't think that critical mass has been reached right now with the public to impeach Trump. I, I suspect that might grow. Now, and especially if the Democrats win the House, if, if you know, things fall into place here. And, I mean, and a lot of this hinges, obviously, on Mueller's report's going to be out. There is some talk, it's just talk. That Mueller may wait until after the investigation, so there can be absolutely no whining from Republicans. This is political. If he releases it before the election to sway voters' minds, a la James Comey releasing a certain report that swayed a certain amount of voters, causing Hillary Clinton to lose the Electoral College. Um, although, again, I maintain I think Trump's win in Wisconsin and Michigan, to, to me, those are those are highly suspect. Um, but, you know, to me, all of the timing and sort of the politic, the, the public, the public input here matter a lot. I, although at the same time, I, you know, Trump's fan base may show up to protest if he's getting impeached. I don't, I don't think most Americans are going to 
you know, they're not going to cry any tears. They may not necessarily be speaking out or reacting, but I, I think they're, I, I frankly think it's almost going to mirror what happened with Bill Clinton. But it's sort of in reverse that most people dislike Trump and would prefer he not be in the office. I just think there's, it may not, I'm, I'm trying to articulate this well, I'm sorry. I I think there, there will be more protests, but I don't know if we'd see any kind of extraordinary movement a la the Women's March. But there's my disclaimer, I might be wrong. Donald Trump is horribly unpopular, and there's no question, I think people are just, they're, they're getting very tired of the drama around him. So I, I, this is a very circular answer I'm giving, I know. <laughs> because so much is involved in it. It's, it, you know, it really is. Well, the for sure, let's go to point number five. The ratings would be huge. Um, there <laughs> is some... Um, that... Uh, right. it, Bill Clinton's um, impeachment was 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 big news. It was everywhere. It was a huge thing, um, and now um, there's you know talk. Uh, there was this um, there's this Borowitz report um, was like fake news. Um, the, he talked about how how he was going to have he will get higher TV ratings than all other impeachments. Um, but it was satire. But the truth of it is, you know that he was going to be there, and that's probably what he was going to say. Um, right. But it does prove that that, that we look at what happened with Clinton. It became huge news. I think um, what what we have is the a 1998 um, uh, 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 New York Times story, um, and what do they call it? I think um, you know, waiting for our, for the is. The uh, figures released yesterday, which is December 23rd, 1998, so December 22nd, 1998. Impeachment events on Saturday had the highest ratings of any single day in 1998. Um, and it, mm-hmm. was the, it was the birth of the Fox News Channel. Um, uh, it was the single, highest single day ever in the two-year history of the Fox News Channel. Um, it was only the four highest in two and a half years of existence for MSNBC. So, you know, uh, it goes back to really when those two networks started, which now we kind of see as stalwarts, um, um, which now, you know, that was 22 years ago. Um, But we know that those ratings would be huge, and we know that Trump would be playing it for political um, um, uh, 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 wins and might even make an an appearance um, in the Senate, I think, to defend himself. I wouldn't wouldn't rule that out, although Bill Clinton did not do that. Um, No, he didn't. Um, but so I guess my two questions for you is if Trump does get impeached, um, how big do you see it being? And number two, do you think he actually goes down there and tries to do it himself? Well, yeah, I, I think obviously, even though they wouldn't necessarily all be in the streets at once. And again, I want to I just want to say the disclaimer to my earlier call, I think, well, a lot of Americans wouldn't necessarily be in the streets in mass. There still there have been just tons of protests against Trump since day one, and that's no accident. But a lot of people would be watching this on TV or the radio or following it online. Um, as for him showing up, you know, Trump is so deluded and arrogant, he would probably try, I have no doubt, his advisors, if they had any sense at all, 
would be either literally probably tying him to a chair to not to make sure he didn't do it. Although we see, obviously, again, and I don't mean to divert off, divert here, but just this idea that, oh, John Kelly was going to be the adult that would, you know, change Trump's behavior. We know that's garbage. Uh, I don't think they could stop Trump. I, and I frankly think it would, it, he would just, he'd end up, it's why, you know, he didn't want to talk to Mueller for all their crap about he, Giuliani at all, that, yeah, he's ready to talk to Mueller. No, he's not, because he knows that'll be the end. Um, so, you know, I, 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 there's a, a political analyst, uh, you know, broadcaster named Bob Seska, who has a podcast and now very outspoken liberal. But and he's right when he says Trump makes things worse for Trump. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that he would try to do that. Would it help him? I will say firmly no. Um, that, yeah, I, I just yeah. don't, you know. Trump does not have this. I mean, for all this crap about how street smart he is, he's also laughably non-self-aware. So do you think somehow? Did you do you think there's there's no doubt whatsoever that it'll be televised that uh, C-SPAN or or you know they won't get oh, into the Senate? I would, or do you think there's a I way? Mean, is there is, is there any fear no, that that would not happen? I can't. I just, you can't no. see it. It'll be televised. I think the public interest would be of, of such a magnitude that it would have to be televised. Furthermore, we as the people, you know, we have the right to see this, just like we saw the right to see Bill Clinton's impeachment hearings and trial, uh, just like people had the right to see the Watergate hearings and and, you know, the entire congressional action on that. Um, so yes, it'll be televised. There, there has to be for transparency. So in the end, the ratings though will be huge, but done oh, differently. But done differently. Of I mean, course. in 1998, yeah. obviously we had. I mean, I guess you know Al Gore had already invented the internet, um, but. Um, it was not um, really a video medium for sure. Um, and so if you wanted to watch it, you had to turn on a television. Um, that doesn't right. happen these days. You can have people anywhere on their lunch break. You know, um, it allows for a lot more insular, I think, expression. Um, where people used to still have to get together. You know, you have those people that used to get together for O.J. Simpson. That was the other point that was made at the time, was that O.J. Simpson... Um, the case and the death of Princess Diana still kind of outweighed the Bill Clinton thing, and I think that's for different reasons. I don't see that, that this, because it's not about sex and sex only, for the most part, or perjury um, relating to the cover-up on that sex, which is what Bill Clinton was. This is you know, about whether you conspire with a foreign government. I see it being just as big. Um, but the, another interesting thing there was that, you know, maybe we can see, you know, what's going on with Trump's, um, uh, you know, criticisms of the of the National Football League is that the only thing that beat um, the Clinton impeachment on that Saturday was a Jets Bills football game, um, which uh, drew ratings that dwarfed <laughs> those uh, covering impeachment. Um, uh, so still, no matter what, it seems like people will still be more interested in football. Um, I don't know now that Trump is uh, uh, kind of weak in football, but um, it's going to be a very interesting uh, time, I think. And, and obviously, I think if we get to that point, they'll know that they have the votes um, because I don't think the Democrats are going to go there 
it's it's different than as we mentioned with Clinton. It was pretty much known that they didn't have the votes. They just wanted to hang him out to dry and hope that they could tar um, uh, Gore enough that he would lose and that the uh, maybe the Democrats as a whole would lose in 2000. Um, they did lose the presidency in 2000, although we all know that it's based on a few hanging chads, possibly. Um, and Al Gore won the popular vote, not as much as Hillary Clinton did, but he won by about a half million votes. Right. So, you know, a different situation. However, um, ratings are going to be huge. I just hope that, it that our national discourse continues and maybe we can find some more common ground moving forward instead of the divisiveness and just entrenched um, feelings with Trump. Because that's what really... Um, you know, makes me more discouraged than anything is that, um, you know, even if you want to be on the side saying that, that uh, Trump's trying to do new things and, and, and cleaning out the swamp, we're not having that debate. We're having, you shut that, up, I know everything, yeah, that, and we're not... But dis- his record, yeah, his you know, record and his behavior and his actions since being installed in this office have proven anything but. Look, he's a con man and a grifter and a degenerate and most likely a compromised Russian asset. And I'm sorry to have to say that. Never in my life did I ever think we'd have somebody like this in office. Yeah. But this entire situation is extraordinarily complex. And I would just say to people, you know, you're going to have to pay attention and follow it closely. This is not just, yeah, a dude and intern fooled around. There was some evidence on address. He lied about it. And he paid the price, as he should have. This is, this is an extraordinarily... Uh, you know, multi-layered situation, and it's it's just not junk food. It's this nation's stability and its election integrity, uh, you know, on the brink. Um, and that's one of the reasons I think you haven't quite seen, even though people just dislike Trump intensely, that, you know, and make no mistake, another thing I want to say here, what Trump and his, his minions are doing are they're just muddying the water so much, they think and they might be proven wrong, that people will just say when Mueller comes out with this paper, well, I don't know, whatever. I don't think their plan's going to work in the way that they think it is. But I, it, I just know, hope this, that... this just goes back to the fact that these matters are, are never quite as cut and dry as they seem, and it's up to each you know, American, him or herself, to make sure they understand the facts at hand. Yeah, my, you know, my, my final parting shot here has to be that I hope we just learn to never elect um, someone who has no experience in elected office to any executive position again. Absolutely. Um, whether it be, whether it be, I mean, especially the presidency of the United States of America. Um, but, you know, and this kind of came up to me. I mean, I thought this and, you know, for our regular listeners on the podcast and for you, you know that I've. Been harping on this since you know late 2015. Um, you shouldn't ever bring anybody to the presidency of the United States who's never served a, an, an elective term before. Um, but the I, hypocrisy know, ideally, I saw. The other thing on, I just want to say quickly: if Trump leaves office soon, there needs to be a serious overhaul, in my opinion, of rules and in terms of who seeks this office. I.e., that they have experience, that they do not have such a compromised, horrible background. Yeah, Whether and, and, that'll really happen overnight, I, I doubt it. But that has to be another part of it. And I saw this no hypocrisy. What happens with Trump? That, you know, this hypocrisy is coming back to home for me. Um, I was reading a Fox News story uh, yesterday about Phil Murphy, Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey, um, who they're you know ripping on for for what he's done. Uh, he's only been in the job for six months. Um, 
But, you know, he embarked on a swanky 11-day trip to Italy where he owns a $7 million home. Um, he's a former, um, you know, Golden Sachs guy. Um, uh, you know, he's tied to Obama. Uh, he's a former diplomat under Obama. Um, but they, mm-hmm. they're saying, what's a newly elected governor with no experience in elected office to do? Well, where were you in 2016, Fox News? You know, uh, you can't you can't say that a governor shouldn't do it um, and then, you know, support a president who had no experience whatsoever. You just oh, have to learn how to play the game. The hypocrisy abounds here. It, yeah. The hypocrisy is just massive. Um, again, I, I just, our country, they're just going to have to do an awful lot of soul searching over the next few years. And it's going to be very, it, it's going to be hard. Okay, That's once all ag- searching often is. And, w- and once again, to recap our five points on impeachment in the special Political Profundity podcast. Um, number one, impeachment just starts it. Um, then it, then the subject must be convicted. Number two, the U.S. actually brought impeachment back from the dead, but it has never used it successfully against the U.S. president. Number three, removal of a nation's president has happened in the world recently. Um, number four, articles have been in- introduced in the U.S. House already about a year ago, a little less than a year ago. And number five, the ratings would be huge and political interest as well. Karen, thank you again. Um, it's always fun to discuss politics with you. Well, thank you. Same to you. And thank you very much to all our listeners. And we'll be back in two weeks, probably. I think we have a Hooray for Hollywood next week. Uh, Tom Johnson's going to be doing that one. And we had Don Wells from Gilligan's Island scheduled. Um, that didn't come together. So we ended up, Tom has somebody new coming in next week. Um, we're going to try to reschedule Don Wells for later in the summer, probably in the fall. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening to Political Profundity, Five Points on Impeachment. Thanks again, Karen. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Hi, John.